All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. What episode is it? What? What? I have no idea. Oh, I do this every fucking week. Welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are inventing words that will one day make it into the Oxford English Dictionary or the Dictionary of your Who's choice. Who's Loads of famous creative people. Oh, I thought you had like an actual person. I do, I do. Yeah, well, Shakespeare okay. does it a lot, right? No. He, yeah, he invented loads of words. Did he? I think he invented, I think he invented assassination. Really? I think so. He also, I've got some right here, right? He invented bedazzled. Bedazzled or bedazzled? Bedazzled. Bedazzled. And then there's Catch-22, that Joseph Heller book. What? That's a, as in like that's like a word. Like he just made that up, didn't he? Oh. And now, but that's now a phrase, not a word, right? Yeah, I'm all right. That's a phrase. Yeah, you and then apparently Mark Twain made hard-boiled. So Again, no one's done it in a while. No, it's pretty old school. Yeah. Someone needs to, unless you count, you know, like, I suppose a lot of grime artists probably are making up new words. I was going to yeah, say. You know, Beyonce? Yeah. That word that she made up. What? Oh, I can't remember, but it made it into the dictionary, didn't it? Uh, booty, bootylicious, booty, bootylicious. I can't say <laughs> the way it. You said that. Yeah, well, then. I can't. Such an old man. You're like bootylicious. <laughs> I can't say it with my accent because if I say it with my, if I say it without trying, it's bootylicious. Bootylicious, bootylicious. That sounds stupid. So it's bootylicious. Bootylicious. That is that into, in the dictionary? I think that made it into the dictionary. I yeah. really don't want to know what that definition is. Um, I don't know if someone can write it in if, mm. <laughs> if they want. Licious, um, yeah. booty and licious. Booty and booty. Oh. Not so more. this week it is me, Alex. I am joined by Michelle Harris. Hello. And no, George Coleman doesn't sound as nice as that. <laughs> <laughs> that is our guest this week. Uh, it's Sophie, thank you for joining us. Hello. And thank you for coming on. And I'm going to let Shell introduce you more since yeah. you guys are friends that prior to this. Yeah. However, also, as it will become very apparent during this podcast, what you do, your creative world... And the reason why you're on is going to be so alien to me that I'm going to sound like a complete moron a few times during this podcast. So I'm going to let Shell. He said before, you said before this one, he was like, I'm going to sound like a granddad in this podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, you won't. We welcome okay. that. Yeah, yeah we well, do. That's it. Yeah. I'm, here, I'm here to learn, not to, not to be a granddad to be like, oh, what's all this then? I mean, I'm here to be like, a dinosaur. Oh, what's all this then? Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Go on. Yeah. So that, yeah, that makes more sense that I'll I'll like dive in. So we met like a few weeks ago at the yoga studio that mm-hmm. I work in, mm-hmm. and we had a we had a shift one morning. And I remember coming home and being like, I met a really nice person today, <laughs> and like you I were telling that as well. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I was trying to kind of like explain what you do, and I then was following you on Instagram, and I was like, I'm so interested in by all of this, and I wanted to talk about it more. So I thought you'd be a perfect guest to come on. So. If you could like, we'll get we'll get into the weeds. But if you could like overview it, what weeds? What weeds? Mm. <laughs> um, if you could overview it, like, what, what would you say that you do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Or what is it? I be. Yeah. Um. Well, that's already cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. So at the moment, I'm facilitating, holding, practicing something called body poetry. Yeah. Uh, which is a combined practice of movement, wording, writing, dancing, all kind of intuitive stuff to access the wisdom of the body, to work creatively with and through 
emotion, uh, memory, kind of stored story, all the stored experience that we hold in the body to work with that so then we can kind of empty ourselves Mm. and experience the body in its full creative capacity and like that this is like body poetry in kind of like a condensed in a condensed version like that we can come into more embodied states of creativity something I call body dreaming which is where we allow the body to show us how and what it wants to create how it wants to connect Mm -hmm. and so uh, this is a practice that kind of came to me. Shall I speak about that? Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. is that is because I've not come across it before, and I wonder whether there was something that you've come across. In di- have you pulled off different influences, or is it like, if, is this something that you've just felt yourself and put a name to it? Like, how did you develop it? It's basically a mix of kind of both of those pathways. Mm-hmm. So I would say that in our society, we live pretty disconnected from our physical body, our physical reality, and also our emotions, our feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've always had, or for like a good amount of time, I've had like a deep connection with movement. And I've always been interested in how it can like shift Mm -hmm. our state of being. Um, But like, nevertheless, I was until quite recently, really, I was pretty disconnected from what was going on inside my body and my body was sending me messages like usually in kind of like lumps of emotional discomfort and pain like something some energy entering me and me being like oh what the fuck is that I don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. um and last year I began dancing it was like dance came into my life in a massive way into my body my body just wanted to dance Mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time for the last two years I've been studying for a master's in creative writing and so it was those things kind of hit hit heads yeah I was like interested in how I could like zhuzh all these (laughs) things uh, together so that like the bits of my life didn't feel so separate but also because I just intuitively felt that there was something in bringing movement and words together Mm -hmm. uh body and mind and um i began practicing five rhythms i don't know if you know what that is no but it's so intriguing and when you first told me about it i was like this sounds amazing it's it sounds very freeing yeah so five rhythms is a dance practice Uh, created by an American woman called Gabrielle Roth Mm -hmm. and it is kind of difficult to put into words it's an initiation into the body and into our feeling body our emotional body and using dance as a practice to again enter into emotion and kind of detangle ourselves from that so we're not identifying with it so much but we're more kind of like creatively expressing what is inside of us drawing it outside and then that can I mean the practice can do so many things and I've not really been practicing that long so I don't feel like I can't tell you everything about it but like 
it the way it structures is it goes through a wave so you go through um different kinds of music that give space to different kinds of movement so it goes flowing staccato chaos lyrical stillness and the idea is you're kind of like shedding your skin so that you can make room for whatever you want to call it spirit life creation to yeah. move through you so you're moved by life yeah, yeah. um so go on so when you go to so when you start to go into your like five five mm -hmm. rhythms practice is that like when you first come into the space do they explain to you how that wave that like wave whatever it was sorry works uh -huh. or and do they show you things to do or do they literally just let you have your body and the space for like whatever it is an hour and just say like just go and feel it what you feel it depends completely on the teacher okay but I think in most places that I've been to like it seems like the less said the less explanation the better because oh, really? the idea is that it's like intuitive free movement so you're not like following any particular form but you're really just like uh entering into how your body feels how your body wants to express mm -hmm. um which can be pretty scary for most of us because we live in a world where our bodies are pretty policed yeah, yeah. um i think i think that i think it's not just that your body's policed i think a lot of people and i do this all the time you place re restrictions on yourself sort of unknowingly or completely on purpose and if you take away and you say there are no restrictions right now mm. that becomes terrifying so for someone to so someone who is new to walk into mm. that class and then the teacher to say there is no restrictions i as someone who has never done that would be like oh shit it's just me like and you become uncomfortable with that situation whereas when you go to like for example a yoga class or something like that mm. there's a particular way to do something uh -huh. and the teacher can then put you in that way right yeah. mm -hmm. and you can go okay well, if i'm doing it wrong someone will correct me yeah but when there's like no wrong yeah that can be quite that's scary we're so scary, not used yeah. to it yeah we're really not used to it um is that something that the class is trying to trying to convey it's trying to get rid of in your day-to-day -day life or in your creative life or I guess in my own experience, I feel that, I mean, the practice has like brought me many things, but one thing it brings me is that there's, in following and trusting the body, we can be led to like, I mean, this is going to sound like a cliche, <laughs> uh, but as someone said on the, like just last weekend, like sometimes the cliches hold like the greatest truth yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it can lead us into like greater states of just, freedom because we're in touch with our our body's intuition and it's not where we move and how we move not just on the dance floor but through life um is not just coming from a place of mental trying to control me 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 i need to do this i should do this oh yeah. they're looking at me like this so i should behave in this way yeah. it's like coming from an embodied state of oh i'm i'm just following here because that feels right right mm -hmm. mm. and we've all experienced that like to some degree in our lives or most people yeah, yeah. um like f those following those little nudges and then when that opens up into something bigger it can be amazing so in a way it can be a practice of that like learning to follow what's coming through yeah and you would use like you would take that from 
the feelings in your body you can put that into practice in your actual life yeah. so where you would move like you were saying where you would move in a certain way because that felt like that's where you were meant to go mm. with your body just mm. in like a small space uh-huh. that would make you naturally more in tune to where you feel like you need to go in your life you know on like what path you should take what choices you should make and what decisions so it kind of like manifests itself outside rather than inside as well yeah maybe yeah. you could do with a bit of that i definitely your, could do your that. shell's infamous for not being able to make decisions I'd say I also like really struggle with decisions, but there's something about, yeah, giving those questions to the body, mm. which is also part of the work that I do. Um, like embodying question is is really powerful, and it's not that it's always like super simple, easy, or direct, because like the body is a like fucking chaotic space as well like so it stores so much and there's so much feeling and we're constantly like met with so much information that there's like there's so much going on in there and so Mm. it's not always like lucid like what we should do but I feel that like just the practice of following 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 trusting 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 even if like sometimes that's really challenging and your mind just wants to take over and you can't surrender there must be some kind of benefit outside the class. Yeah. 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 Even if we can't always like see it or feel it, I feel it's like it kind of disperses. Yeah. So that movement for you then correlates in when you, when you do it in regards to your own stuff, that then correlates to the words that come out on the page. Is that right? So I'll explain a little more about how those two things came together. So I, I got really into, um, five rhythms and I've also been practicing some other dance practices as well uh authentic movement there's an organization called Tamalpa that run really great stuff that's been really inspiring open floor and then just other different things held by friends who are also interested in like movement art embodiment um yeah 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 where was I (laughs) and talking about how them two things come together And so I felt like, okay, writing is already something that's in my life. So I'm going to bring this other thing in and see what happens. And it's, I'd say like, it's more well understood that if we move around, we're going to have access to like greater states of flow and creativity because the body is like not in stagnation and we can kind of, that's like more we know this yeah we, mm. we kind of know this that's what, yeah because that's almost as simple as like having a shower makes you feel better in the morning if you yeah. stay in your pajamas all day you feel like even even if you've solved you know world hunger you still feel a bit groggy and shit. <laughs> yeah and then people take it for granted i mean i know i mean i definitely do yeah and like feeling like it was the same like as soon as you exercise and straight yeah. afterwards you're you're always like in a place where you're like okay now i want to do a million things yeah. because yeah. I feel very and we hear that thing about like in exercise giving you endorphins mm-hmm. and then you can yeah. like get on like boss the rest of your day yeah. or whatever <laughs> but what i became interested in is how when we move around um and intentionally tie this to what i call wording because it's not always writing um the words that can come from that mm. embodied place often offer us like uh, a 
different perspective to what our like thinking cognitive uh rational mind can yeah Yeah. so sometimes it can really open things up for instance we might be like moving with a question in mind and you just drop that question into the body Mm -hmm. just drop that question into the body yeah (laughs) um But you kind of, you do that and then you you let it go. You trust that it's in there somewhere. You move or we move or there's an invitation to move. And then after that, I'll invite people or myself, depending on the context, Mm -hmm. um, to invite words to come from the body up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like the responses can really like offer you something that you're just your thinking mind would not have been capable of doing right that's really cool yeah so it so okay so it starts with the question kind of thing it depends it doesn't really matter there's no rules usually like the structure of a session will go something like like entering into felt experience of the body and the emotion using movement and words to kind of like gently or not gently (laughs) work through (laughs) things that are there and maybe there'll be like some form of release usually this is what I feel like movement is really potent at supporting is like helping Mm -hmm. us to shift our state of being and then from that space of release we might use kind of like the space that we freed up to kind of enter into body dreaming state or to ask questions with the body because there seems to be like a there seems to be the space available for more for creativity to happen right i don't know if that it makes no it makes makes sense it it does it makes total sense are you with the words Uh with wording Uh uh, you're using that because it's not writing you're not writing it down we are writing sometimes but sometimes it's spoken so yeah that's another kind of like important aspect of of that work or the practice is like can be getting inviting people to allow words to arise from the body and I might invite them to just allow one word to arise from a particular kind of like movement cycle yeah um and then the invitation will be um to speak that word back to your own body so that the body knows that you're listening to like whatever learning or wisdom has been generated that's and so interesting yeah so, so with that are you trying to you know in the same way that you kind of you you would do a movement because it just happened it's mm-hmm. just where it felt like it should go uh-huh. there was no preconceived oh, i'm gonna do this next uh-huh. and this looks good with this uh-huh. do you do the same with the words is you're just you're using the movements to then do that same the same thing with your brain and um, whatever message you're you're conveying, or, or your body feels, or your unconscious brain feels like it needs to convey, you're trying to train it to then just be like bypass that conscious brain and just come out with what's needed. Or yeah, it's almost like to get the body to speak to you yeah. in a way uh, to get the yeah the unconscious body mind um, like because they are one thing. Yeah. So you're not you're not viewing your mind and body as two separate things. You're kind of am and and i'm not because i think making them communicate yeah Yeah. i think it i think we have this distinction 
that makes us think that they're separate. So we yeah. do kind of still live in this paradigm and sometimes it can be useful to hold that distinction a, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it is one thing and like the whole of our body, I was reading something yesterday and it's like the whole of our body thinks, the whole of our body feels but like mm. so often i think it i'm no, I'm no ex expert on this but like has something to do with like the back bit of the brain yeah um and that controls here i go <laughs> <laughs> um like it it holds the experience of the thinking feeling body but so often we're just using like the front bit of the brain yeah okay. um so yeah going back to the thing about words it seems to be that like just in my own intuitive sense is that when I do the practice and also from the feedback that I've gotten from other people, it's like helping to re-establish this loop, this kind of circle, cycle of body, mind, body, mind, body, mind, instead mm -hmm. of like fragmenting them, which is what we've been told for like many years that that is the way. And yeah. also in doing that, we've like, we've kind of like made our body our enemy where like, the f our feelings were like no push them away and we want to control what we look like through exercise through food the mm -hmm. whole time yeah and so it's a way for to kind of like re-establish that relationship and to also to communicate with your body with a sense of kind of openness mm -hmm. and love mm -hmm. really to develop to see self-love as a as a as a bodily practice, to see self-love as a practice that happens in relationship to your body. Yeah, yeah. and I think I that's something that's so healthy. It's so it, it really sounds is. like it just I sounds like that. the complete opposite of my creative. You don't thing. need any chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just this. Yeah, it's just it's, uh, for me. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, like I say to you all the time. There's that like old saying about art is pain. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. And then this just sounds so healthy and mm. so like, um, I mean, it sounds obviously it sounds very forward thinking and it sounds very like um, progressive and stuff. But it also just sounds like something quite should, simple about you should, it. Yeah, just it just do, sounds yeah. like it's just like yeah. a, a thing that you should do. That's like, what I was thinking. It I, just then I was like, this this sounds like stuff that you're throughout your life you're always told and you're told by people who might not be able to express it in the same way that you've just expressed it. But like your parents being like, you need to love yourself as you are, you know, and you need to, you you know, you hear it when you go to yoga classes of being able to connect with yourself. And it's something that you always think, yeah, yeah, I I should do that. But you can't do it you, through concepts. No, no, you can't. It has to can't. be felt. You have to like actually do the movement and feel it. Yeah. I was in a yoga class. I, was sick. I said to Alex last night when I came over, I was in a yoga class yesterday and um, they, we were in a position I've not been in before, but it was literally just like we were laying on two bolsters and like what it was, the bolsters were in like a T-shape. So one was like straight down your torso mm -hmm. and then the other one was laid across your legs and you were lay flat down on it. Mm -hmm. And it was for maybe like the first five minutes of the class and there was a complete silence in the room and the teacher was just talking us through, through a few things. And it, because of where I was, I was positioned, my heart was pushing on the bolster, but my ear was as well. So I was like, and it was the first time that I'd ever fully... Not not just listen to my heartbeat because I know what my heartbeat sounds like, but actually listen to like the sound of the vessels making noises. And it was the first time that I was like, 
I don't know, I felt really protective of it. And I was like, oh, this is my body and you it's healthy. It and it's squidgy, didn't it you? It did. It was like sounded squidgy <laughs> and, you know, like water. Like mm-hmm. it, it sounded like a liquid. And it was yeah. the first time that I connected with that and was like, I felt really protective of my body. And I was like, this is my little heart doing its work. And it's really strong and it's powerful and it's it's here and it's doing stuff. And that's how I like it. Yes. And I'd never, I'd ne- just never been in that space before. So hearing what you're saying now, I'm like, oh, wow. This is like feel like you know when you feel like you should you should hit like a conversation happens at a right time mm. f- to make you know that you're understanding it in a particular way. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, it made it, that at that point it made me realize how much I'm not connected with my body mm. because it makes me realize even though I am somebody who goes to yoga a lot and is probably more spiritual than a lot of people that I know, I'm still definitely not but, as connected as I could then, be. Like, I don't, th- I don't know. Like there's there's different obviously there's always different ways to view to view that question of whether your body and mind are one of the same or if they are two separate things and like I can even think of different yoga teachers that I've had where one of them has said you know I can't I can't quote specifically but like where one of them's the premise has been you know you and your body are one you know unite kind of thing and then another one's been like you are not your body if there's that ailment there then don't and then and it's the same with like and I'm gonna butcher this I I I'm 100% going to Please. butcher this, but, nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, uh, well, Alan Watts, yeah. the book, yeah. um, he says in that about you being one thing, mm. I think it was him. And I think, I think I've got these the right way around. And then, so I read that and was like, okay, cool. And you try and get into that, that space. He talks then, about everything is one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you are. All, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it mm-hmm. is. So, is, so you are, your mind is one with your body in the same way that your body is one with the earth. And then mm-hmm. we're reading um, The Power of Now, Eckhart uh-huh. Tolle. Tolle yeah. And he's very And he's the complete opposite. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, even if, you know, like, basically, again, I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to put it into layman's terms. He's like, you know, if you stub your toe, well, yeah, you're your toe your hurts, toe. but you're not your toe. So, y- you know, fine. you're all good. Like, you are fine. Mm. And I'm just like... Yeah, he talks the, about, like, a pain body and that you, you can separate from the pain body and the pain body is not you and things like that. But I think he... He I, he talks about it in less of a physical sense. Well, his pain body, the pain body is not the same thing, though. Oh. The pain body is a is a something you know uh, whether it's your illness or your depression or your anxiety that is your pain body and that you identify with that. But he's he actually says you know the ego is not the body. So if something is bad, if something is painful in your body, you don't have to identify with that. Yeah, you, you know the mind can. It's overcome almost it. like body is is vessel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's sort of his. Well, again, I'm probably butchering it, but that's pretty much the yeah. <laughs> the ethos. I think I feel. I think I feel. Um, <laughs> I feel body is vessel, but at the same time, I feel that like there is so much information like encoded in our body that it it is not separate from our soul and our spirit. Yeah, um, yeah, like like evolution and the dna that tells you that you things are dangerous or that some things are good and some things are bad that's mm. been inherited for i was gonna say millennia but i suppose it is millennia right probably yeah yeah all right cool <laughs> but like Great. that's what that is isn't it that's in your body that's then people would connect that to being instinct mm-hmm. but then where's the def- where's the difference between instinct and soul or whatever word you want to use for it you know, that feel, if, if you feel in your movement that you want to go over there yeah. and you need to move your arm in this way, is it your soul sort of dictating that and saying, I'm just going to go over here? Or is it an instinct? And are they one in the same or are they 
different entities in the same way that the mind and body are different entities. I feel like we should have Sam Volo here to talk about this. No, he <laughs> He would send me west with a conversation like this. He would boss the conversation. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yes, I don't know. I have a little thing to say about that. Go on. Which is that very we've we've separated body and soul Mm -hmm. like over like the last few centuries or whatever and there's this idea that like the body is kind of like a dirty place and that anything to do with the body having desire especially in like spiritual or religious kind of like context having desire um or experiencing some kind of need of the body or anything to do with like a bodily process so menstruating bleeding is a big one or even shitting whatever like we all do as bodies but like we like to kind of like not talk about by the way (laughs) i'm a liberal shitter by the way it took so much for me not to make a shit joke when you were saying about um like there's so much in your body that you need to you know get out i was like yeah i me too <laughs> the, the men, like you said menstruating um not that i know anything about that but um, but those processes like that you are taboo to talk about or funny to talk about because they're taboo to talk about right yeah yeah and but actually, go on people almost like i've uh facilitated workshops before where for some people, like, no, this is the wrong way to say it, the right way to say it, or the, mo- the the kind of, to give you some context, I was facilitating a workshop for um, some teacher trainees who had, like, not had experience of this kind of work before. Mm-hmm. And for some of them, like, simply the act of asking them to get into the body, which is like, there's no there's no judgment here but the act of asking them to get into the body like made people laugh mm-hmm. because we are embarrassed by even by the idea of having the body is my way of like v- viewing that right um it's like a funny embarrassing thing because like we're so we're not used to including it yeah no i think the um like what you were saying before about think through like like religion and just general kind of the way that we've lived making I like I'm it's communicating a lot with me at the moment I'm listening to a podcast called the witch wave that is in no way meaning that I'm a witch witch. (laughs) it's got nothing to do with that it's yeah it's like it's it's more of just like a they, they, they talk about loads of different stuff but it's very like feminist driven obviously and um they they're talking a lot a minute about a lot at the moment about the fact that anything that we do bodily they're talking specifically in regards to women because mm-hmm. um obviously because they're witches and things like that um but they were saying that anything that we do especially any desires of the body or anything like that they instantly looked at as bad and that was where they get the thing of they were instantly looked at as witches so people even like midwives especially were seen as witches and it was Mm -hmm. always like beware of the midwife because she's probably a witch Mm -hmm. but anybody who dealt so obviously any like sex workers or anything like that they were always like tarred with that brush of Mm -hmm. being a witch because they were the people who were given into any sort of or not even given into a bodily desire but just working around in touch with it yeah yeah Yeah. working around that kind of thing so for me when she said a midwife I was like what that is crazy like midwives are helping other people but it wasn't it was more about the fact that you know that a midwife could 
tell people tell women things about their body that women may not necessarily have been in tuned with before so that's why to other people it was easy to just be like oh so be careful because they mm. could be witches <laughs> and you're like no yeah but back then religion would have had so much to do with well, that yeah. obviously yeah there was but it still plays out like in how we like in today's view society things today yeah uh yeah i could speak about blood i don't know if you <laughs> yeah go for it yeah please this is do open space so i guess like um the past like at the same time as like doing all this bodywork stuff like so much other stuff has appeared or opened up in my life and it's just yeah it's really been made apparent to me uh that like i am and like most of us are even people who are like in the embodiment field, we're all just kind of like babies in terms of like waking up to the knowledge and power of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but part one of the things that opened up for me this year was uh, the significance, the importance, the necessity of connecting to my womb and to my cycle and how when I kind of override that natural rhythm of which like seasonally would be like a mirror of what we see in nature so it would be spring summer ovulation autumn winter menstruation Mm -hmm. um when i override that like my energy levels get fucked my creative cycle is like all out of balance and I wouldn't I would by no means say that it's something that I'm like perfected now but I just think having that awareness and honoring that the time especially when I'm bleeding giving myself uh like real rest I mean I don't think I'd ever done this before since I started bleeding which would be now 12 years ago I'd never like thought of or been told about the need to To take rest for my body really in the same way and like this year like if I can like when my like because we don't always know when we're going to bleed if I can I will try and take off like two days and it makes such a difference in terms of like the rest of my cycle and just a feel being able to like cultivate that relationship of love with myself it's just like really been life-changing yeah and then you can like if you start doing that I think you start realizing that like around the time of ovulation seems like a bit of a time of like renewal mm-hmm. for me and you can start like you know, there always seems to be kind of like surges in like energy or creativity when that mm-hmm. time happens and then an outwardness yeah wanting yeah. to connect like, and, absolutely yeah. and then as soon as it comes around to my period I'm like okay that's it now I Ibonation. don't want to speak to anybody which is you, you a lot of people will be like well yeah that's obvious because you know women turn into cows at that point but it's like no I mean in like my my actual personality kind of follows that trend as well and I can see that I'm a lot more outgoing at certain times in the month and you're totally right that when I override that and when I'm like no 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 I I need to be busy during this period so I need to not rest or I need to not like be outgoing I need to do this it like my body really does well actually I I don't actually realize it's my body but I, I think it's my life but it probably is my body sends itself into disarray yeah. and is like I can't concentrate on things and yeah. I can't focus and I can't do things because it wants to die like yeah. it's a little death going on like yeah. you're you're undergoing like a really like a big physical and like 
psychosomatic process Mm -hmm. and like most of us are not giving that no there's not an awareness um no there's definitely there's not enough that space there's definitely not enough of an awareness i think over like the past maybe six months you like alex has definitely gone through it because i've been trying to like come to grips with that so I think it started with Alex's sister saying to me that she was reading a lot of books about it and she read one in particular, I can't remember what it was, but it talked about how, um, oh, it was Eckhart, the... Eckhart Tolle does it as well. He talks about that. He does. He talks about taking time off. She was reading the one, Not it's not... It's Harry not, Potter and no. the Lord of the... <laughs> oh, mice. what is it? It's of like, mice. She, if she listens to this, she'll be like, it's this! <laughs> she'll know exactly, I know exactly what this is. Yes, sapiens. Yeah. I was thinking of monkeys. I was like, why no, I can I think the, of monkeys? I knew what it was before you even. Oh, I hate you. She was reading. I think she said this was from sapien, sapiens and I'm going to like paraphrase what she said. But there was like a period where, you know, like back in the day, obviously women in the town, um, because they were much more of a community back then, all of the women would sync up. And then when they would sync up, they would go away and they would all have their period together. But it would be in like a in like a restful way like they would go away from the work they would go away from everything else and it would be like yeah they have moon huts yeah exactly they would just mm-hmm. have time but with themselves doing that and then when they finish they come back to their work they come back to the village and they do, yeah. do things like that and I was like that sounds so apart from it sounding a little, a little bit like okay you're bleeding now please go away uh-huh. it also sounds very it's <laughs> <laughs> a fluent way to put it yeah it all it's it actually sounds it's nourishing yeah it sounds quite yeah renewing and we've we've lost that today because and I think you're totally right since I was school since I was at school I was never told that oh during that time is when you might need to rest or you might need to do whatever it was just mm-hmm. like okay once a week once a week every month you're gonna bleed that's it mm-hmm. and you just kind of got through it nobody even told you about like when I was at school nobody even told me about like the pain that it's I was more about through. like overriding it like stuff something up yeah there. exactly um <laughs> yeah, yeah. make sure you don't bleed on anything <laughs> yeah, exactly um yeah I I feel like it's like I don't know it's a terrible advert that for anyone trying to sell anything (laughs) (laughs) stuff something up there on offer (laughs) this month only no they would never put those things on offer no they wouldn't because they know that people need them people need them too much yep yep problem but yeah sorry you were saying before alex rudely interrupted sorry oh no um (laughs) I was just saying, I think, like, connecting to, so, like, the the mind-body or, like, body-spirit split that I was talking about, Mm -hmm. it feels like that generated, like, whenever it happened, I don't know exactly when it happened, but, like, Mm -hmm. I guess the Bible did some of that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, that was a big thing to say. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Um... um, it kind of like generated a like patriarchal kind of like masculine way of moving through and experiencing the world and like feelings and the body were negated. So I feel like the stuff around blood is tight is like is deeply tied to the the body stuff, body yeah. stuff yeah. as well. Because like if we see like the if we see I don't know mind spirit energy as masculine and like a body as feminine earth as feminine as some people do Mm -hmm. as as i do at the moment (laughs) (laughs) then like 
all the stuff to do with the body as well is is also to do with like the denial of the feminine not in the sense of the denial of women although that's kind of like the suppression of women has been what's happened as well Mm -hmm. but also like the feminine that we all hold Mm -hmm. men as well or uh gender fluid people as well um la 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 (laughs) Um, i'm like trying not to get too stuck in my head about all this stuff yeah but um it's easy it's very it's so easy to do that though when you're trying to like explain a it's a concept yeah yeah and that's something and that is half of the problem I think because sometimes there's there's not a way to there's not a way to kind of like like you said before you can't just you can't get something by concept Mm. it's like a way of just doing it and feeling the intuition of it and Mm. knowing what feels right Uh, but the problem with that is I I just don't think a lot of people know where to start with that so I think it's like running workshops like you do is so important and I think they're going to become something that is become so much more popular for people who want to get into that space because before meeting you I like to me that just didn't that wasn't a thing and then since meeting you I'd like researched into five rhythms a lot more and just into that whole world and I was like oh this is a world that really piques my interest Mm -hmm. Mm. um but it's accessible as well it's not like you have to be like oh I'm a dancer it's more like yeah. Totally. like one of the teachers I work with and like what Gabrielle Roth says as well is like everyone is a dancer and it's like an ancient practice that if you like go back like dance and song were like used by everyone to like ritualistically kind of like contain or hold transformation that the individual or the community was mm. going through yeah. um, so it's kind of been lost to our culture um, except in the form of like sexy people on music videos or yeah. like people who are quotation marks dancers yeah uh, people performing rather than like something to experience and enjoy or you know not enjoy sometimes yeah <laughs> yourself yeah. yeah did you um recently catch the joker film no just joker okay. Oh, just joking. Sorry. No definitive article. Um, But there was like, there's one particular scene on it. So there's a lot of like mental health conversation going on around that film, which is really interesting whether you're for or against it. And there's, it's really polarized. Everyone, so it really doesn't matter what end you're on. But there's a lot of talk going on about it, which is healthy. Um, And there's one scene in it where he... Spoilers alert. No, but that's okay. No, but that's okay. No, I'm sure it's fine. I'm just giving people a heads up. You know what I'm going to talk about. I know what you're going to talk about. There's one scene in it where he like does a particular thing, which is like quite intense in the film. And then after it, he goes into a bathroom by himself and just dances. And everybody was, I think everybody was so taken back by it because it wasn't like your stereotypical dance. It was was mesmerizing. It was, uh, and even people who know nothing about dance and know nothing about their bodies or being in tune with Mm. their bodies in any way, I think everybody was like, whoa, what is happening? It was a a different type of movement to what we'd been shown in the film because his previous movement was all very like jolty and jittery and a little bit like goofy. Uh And then this was this like ballroom dance that he did by himself. It was was, strange contemporary balletic kind of just movements that this guy was doing alone in a bathroom in this really dingy horrible like bathroom and it's it as i say it's got a lot of like mental health things going on behind it um 
but but it shows the power of movement compared to the power of words a lot of people have been talking about like the the power of that scene although it was it's definitely not one of the main scenes of the film it seems to have it's like it seems to have like risen up as this like really talked about moment because i think everybody was just so mesmerized what by what was happening and in seeing somebody just react to a situation by moving Mm -hmm. in a way that they just felt like moving yeah you know it's sometimes like the words well a lot of the time for me anyway like words aren't enough or they like mask what is actually going on because it's so easy to kind of like get lost in your mind and say something that doesn't quite hit it on the head but like Mm. when we're when we're connecting to what's going on inside and then bringing that into expression like there's a potency in that because you're you're practicing really like being vulnerable like showing what's actually going on for you and you can't mask it as much you can't like skim over it as much like the the body doesn't never lies is also like something that people say but it's it's true because like you can you can see when someone's body or your own body is like holding tension or Mm -hmm. is kind of like cautious or or you can see when the body is happy and ecstatic as well like those people that just like really embody joy and happiness like Mm -hmm. it's moving through their whole body yeah 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 yeah. i want to drag back a little bit to something that you said before which like what are you about to say okay which just like i don't know it was it was really interesting and it really like spoke to me and i want to delve into it a little bit more you're getting all movie as well i know sorry sorry it's bursting out of me um so you before you said that um in your workshops and the way that they'll start Mm -hmm. uh or throughout the workshop at some point you will like speak a word but then you will then translate that in a way you'll translate that word back to the body so that the body knows that you're listening to what word has just come up that is so interesting because I've never actually thought about like translating your language to your body which the only way to do that obviously would be through movement and I do I do that but I also I also do mean just literally speaking the word back to your own body oh really yeah okay um we we do kind of like flip into that kind of thing as well sometimes Mm. but on by that I literally just meant like speaking the word like it can be as simple as that and sometimes I when I do that in my own practice and with my own body like the feeling of the body likes to like hear that it's like oh I gave you this word and you're listening you speak it you're speaking it back to me so I know you've listened and like the sen on a like sensation level like it will feel nice it will feel warming it will feel like something is opening in my body the sensation I get when mm-hmm. I do that is like oh yeah the body enjoys like receiving that and kind of like uh being a part of that reciprocal like symbiotic relationship that's going on I I just never thought about that before and I was like that is so when you actually do think about your body communicating with you and working with your Mm -hmm. I guess to separate them for a moment when your body is working with your mind Uh 
you do have to communicate and you would never think about the communica- communication going back the other way yeah. and it going back into your body and being like I'm listening and your body being like yay because yeah, mostly we're like okay body you're gonna do this now yeah exactly um, it's just a one-way stream isn't it yeah. it's just you say what to do and it goes yeah okay cool I'll follow yeah. it's never like mm, your body tells you something actually very rarely is it oh I'm listening to what my body's telling me never mind I'm listening so much that I'm telling you back that I'm listening to you like Mm -hmm. it's just you take that you totally take that process for granted even though it is a very obvious process like obviously your body tells you things and you you know you do things what you're speaking to your body is like um oh you're not like keeping up with me enough so I'm like gonna feed you loads of fake energy or or oh fuck you look really fat today or oh my god I hate my left big toe or something (laughs) like your like your body also hears that Mm -hmm. so like it's almost like a process of like body love Mm -hmm. but not in the sense of like um not in a traditional sense it's like marketed to whip to women mostly I think about like loving your size or whatever it's literally loving your experience of your body and like speaking with her him it speaking speaking with them to yeah i lost it (laughs) that's fine yeah yeah i know know what you mean i think you i think you got the message across um to bring it back to the to the fusion of the two creative things yeah 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 so the poetry and the writing or wording yeah and then the movements yeah. and the dance. Uh-huh. What's quite refreshing to hear, and I mean, we've done this as well in our music, and I actually think we've done it from a sincere place, although some people might disagree, is that it's when you meet someone who is truly creative uh-huh. and just... We you, all are, P.S. Yeah, <laughs> but when you see someone who really just embodies that in their day-to-day life all the time, and you can just see that they are, um, whether it be I view someone as, um, you know, like I said to Sam... To Sam uh, to Sam Volo, who's on the podcast, you just view him as Sam Volo, musician, producer, extraordinaire. You just see him as that thing. Mm. And then you um, yourself, you just see yourself as a creative person. And when you get these people... Because we all are. You, get, you get to like... <laughs> Inherently creative. <laughs> you get to like... When you when you see, meet these people, they tend to like to fuse them. Uh-huh. And you get some people who is like, okay, I stay in my lane because I know my lane and my lane is playing guitar. And that's totally valid and that's fine. But the thing that's really exciting is when people start fusing these things, and which yeah. is what we've tried to do with music and film. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done it from a sincere place because we, we just love it's music just and film and it just makes sense. But then excited. a lot of the time when you get these things that come together, people just say, they, they'll, they won't just be like, oh, cool, that makes sense. They'll be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's really cool. That's, that's really marketable. Or that's a USP. Or that's a you know something shitty and industry-ish like that yeah. and what's really refreshing to hear is just that like okay don't get me wrong i'm sure it's marketable and i'm sure it's a usp but fusing this body movement with poetry and mm. with writing and with and with wording is really just refreshing to hear just because it's like good for you yeah for your body soul mind whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. it's just good for you and not just your creative process, not just you as a creative, but just you as human. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, as opposed to 
um, like as opposed to forcing those things together because you're like, oh, nobody else is doing this. I'm going to do this because it's something that is like sellable or whatever. But I think we probably get stuck in those places as well because we're in an industry where that is like very apparent. Like everything that we do, obviously music is an age old industry that is like built to make money out of people. Yeah, well, the music industry and music are two different things. Well, exactly, yeah. So, like, we probably, even though we love the music of it, the the way that we probably approach, like, a lot of industry stuff is always, it always has that kind of sellable attachment to it. Yeah. But, like, unfortunately, I think it just... It's just a bit icky, isn't it? It's it is. It's very icky. It's like when you... It's, it's like you touch it and you're a bit like, Ugh. yeah. And I, I suppose it's it's the first time that I've properly thought about it and just been like, yeah, we fuse these two things because it's just good <laughs> or it just feels right or just something. good. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Rather than like, oh, I've done it because it's a calculated decision. There's something that happens though when we like bring things together because you then like create an unknown space, right? And that's like yeah, where something unique. all the magic mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. personal to yourself. Yeah. Even if it's the same thing that someone else is doing you can do it it's in a more be, unique personal yeah, way for you original to you yeah. it's but it's normally in those spaces where you do something that is like really speaks to you that it ends up being that you do it for other people because other people end up so for example doing the workshops because you do something and you see that you do something for you because you know it's good for you but then other people mm. are like like me I'm like oh that sounds interesting I want to know more about that and that's where you can start to develop that I don't know I assume that is something that you want to develop as a career but maybe not maybe you're just like no this is this is my thing this is just for me I'm I mean it is what I'm doing now is delivering public works workshops so initially I was like just uh I was researching I was doing my dissertation on uh writing it was called like body poetry writing and movement a combined practice for initiation Sounds so like I was, a good <laughs> I was title. looking at like self-transformation through these through the practice yeah. and so I was holding research workshops um mostly outside in mm-hmm. Epping Forest mm-hmm. uh which was I mean yeah that's another thing we could maybe talk about is like the nature connection and how being in our bodies also helps us to form like an embodied connection with nature mm-hmm. uh, um, <laughs> but yeah and then it just kind of like the feeling of doing that just kind of like mm, snowballed into me wanting to do it more um, and I began giving public workshops in different spaces holding held a, like a, a month-long course um, that was in Ali Pali, right? Yeah, I've been holding stuff with the Psychedelic Society, which is... Oh, I've seen those guys. They look really cool. Yeah, they hold some really interesting yeah. things. Um, different things, different outdoor things as well. And yeah, I just felt like... I'm still very much in the baby stages of making it something sus- more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like... I'm being called into this. There is something in my body that is telling me that this feels right. Not that it's like smooth sailing or easy. I think there's been like huge challenges in there for me as well. And that's probably part of the reason why I'm doing it is because like in facilitating this kind of stuff, I'm also meeting like my own sense of limitation or my own resistance Mm -hmm. or 
my own kind of like projections that I place on other people or on life going on around me and so it's been like yeah challenging in that sense as well but there's something in me that's like okay at least for now this is my pathway into what I feel I am here to do yeah and it's like ever evolving right but it's kind of like something I've landed into and that's landed into me and it's like ah yeah this feels like this feels different to like the many other like I don't know shitty part-time jobs that I've worked (laughs) yeah and no disrespect like some of them have been fun but there's always been that sense of like I'm not meant to be here yeah um do you think the bar that I worked in for a very long time oh didn't we all (laughs) but do you think that um so let's say for example uh these workshop ends end up being like your sustained living for like the next I don't know five Mm -hmm. ten to ten years do you think because this is certainly this is a place that I've definitely been in before with music do you think it'll ever get to a point where it turns into a business and then you know you like you speak to a lot of yoga teachers who who loved yoga so then became yoga teachers and once they became yoga teachers it was like wish they were accountants shut up no it was like I can't it's like they can't enjoy their own yoga practice anymore because it becomes like their business and it's like the idea of um Everyone, ha- we've we've spoken about this with tea as well. We've yeah. all had it with music. Where you're like, ah, oh, fuck this. I just shit. I don't yeah. want to do this. I want to go and play PS4 or something. It's like when the- it's like, hang on, you're doing the thing that you love. Yeah, but the idea of putting like admin into yeah. the thing that you love. Do you think that will ever get to? Do you, do you think you'll be able to like balance that in a way that still feels right for you? I don't know. Um, there's definitely been moments where I feel like really challenged by the admin and also like the self-promotion yeah um but actually I kind of figure that those are also point can be points of learning and growth Mm -hmm. as well yeah um I like to think that I just keep on following intuitively where it wants to take me and that I wouldn't place a restriction on myself if it suddenly didn't feel right Yeah. yeah um I also think like yeah identifying with it too much is is when I kind of like cause myself uh I don't know discomfort or something um so I can almost see it as like something that's coming through me but to be like and I am facilitating it but yeah I I mean I think if you stay con like the way you were saying if you if you stay conscious I mean listen of all of the things that um of all of the what am I trying to say of all of the like kind of businesses or Mm. whatever that you can go into and get you know get kind of well-winded away with that seems like one where you probably definitely wouldn't because you're so in tune with yourself probably definitely yeah but with a lot Um, of those I like to say though that like it's not that I'm always in tune with myself it's just like anyone like it's like a practice of coming coming back to the body yeah. coming back to the your own yeah. truth yeah, of, of what's inside of you. Mm. you you have to remember in those situations as well and you go okay if i was if i wasn't a yoga teacher doing my yoga and hopefully using that for feeling you know to feel good in yourself in your mind and your body but i can use that to then when i've got to do my taxes or i've got to do this shit self-promotion or anything like that well you know i'm doing it to be a yoga teacher rather than i've got a normal job 
and then the yoga is the thing that helps me cope with the normal job. It's, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. might as well just you, you know you, you have to just pull yourself back and remember that whenever you hit those things you, you view how lucky you are to actually be hitting that thing in the first place yeah rather than you know wishing that you were doing that yeah and there's you a know? there's a bigger picture thing going on like i don't know where like there's a big surge in like people getting into like these embodiment practices at mm-hmm. the moment and people like wanting to train in them and teaching them um and I keep on losing my train of thought. Um, Surge of people getting into it. Yeah. Um, like health and well-being is massive right now, isn't it? Very big, yeah. Yeah. It is. There's- and what I was going to say is that, it, I don't know, it feels like the bigger picture, ah, the bigger picture, the bigger, the bigger picture. picture <laughs> is We lose that. Is, I don't know, if I zoom out, then like, maybe if I see what I'm doing or what's coming through me and what's coming through like the many other amazing teachers of embodiment out there Mm -hmm. is like we're collectively bringing people into a like a new way in the world Mm. and a new kind of like shifted sense of what it is to be human a new experience and so more than just that one workshop yeah like if I'm not I'm not saying it, it's like I'm always doing that, but like if I can come out of what I'm doing and see it in that way, yeah. then it's like, okay, I can maybe see, okay, I'm going to like do this admin to like get my website running or blah, 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 because yeah. it's like there's a different kind of motivation there. Because you're working towards a place that you know is right for you and well, because probably more, other people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's more going on than just you and your experience at that yeah. time. As well. Yeah, that I've, I've never actually looked at it like that. Like there is this definitely, there's definitely like a big movement at the moment with people. I guess it, it kind of started with the Western world getting hold of like the yoga practice, and actually, it's nothing. Yeah. It's actually not new. It's probably, it's actually us just rediscovering something that is probably very, very old. Yeah, um, yeah. and that just got lost along the way. Yeah, which um brings which brings me or let want, wants me to lead into that idea of like you using nature and epping forest and places like that. Um, and like you were saying before, you you were like you talk a bit about that side of stuff. Yeah. So I feel that like we or something. I'll start with like a quote, a nice quote that I read from oh I don't know where it's from I think it's from a a paper I was reading called like earth no it's earth something something sky I don't know I'll find out (laughs) um but it was a I when I was doing this research I was like reading lots about kind of like dance practices and stuff and Mm -hmm. I think the message goes something like uh we are part of a our body is part of a bigger body we are part of a dancing universe Um, and I think in coming into our bodies we're also like coming into the body that is nature and the way I see it I kind of see it in a quite visual sense is like nature or the land is a body and if you look at her if you look at like mountains and kind of like natural landscape it almost has that kind of like undulating bodily uh quite sensual feel to it a lot of the time and I feel that like we're we're like just extensions of that we're like her limbs in a way Mm -hmm. and so when we tune into ourselves we can also and our own bodily felt experience I think we can also 
develop connection with the earth and start listening to the words that the earth or the feelings or the visions that the earth wants to communicate through us as well and so part of what I was doing or have been doing is inviting people into outside spaces where that embodiment practice can also function to bring us into that felt connection of not being separate yeah from that yeah yeah definitely I think you are like you if even if you just feel like for anybody who does meditate a lot you're a meditation practice like indoors or in a yoga studio compared to a meditation practice that you do outside um like you know if you're at the beach or you're in the forest or whatever always just seem you always just seem to get into a completely different space and you're listening to obviously you're 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 listening to the nature around you which helps a lot I think but your practice just seems to go in a completely different direction when you're outside as opposed to when you're like you know you're doing it in a studio or Mm. you're doing it in the house or whatever else and that's probably because you're accessing like a I don't know I don't want to say a higher meaning but yeah like you know that sense of kind of like being connected to a lot of other things around you as opposed Mm. to being separatist in like one room there's also I feel when we're in like an outdoor space depending on what kind of space it is there's more there's literally more physical space to feel yeah oh yeah of course yeah my mum lives in the countryside and something that I find when I go home I mean it's probably connected to loads of like just other stuff as well but Um, when I go home often like so much emotion comes up and I feel part of that has to do with like the landscape like I can see the sky so there's suddenly like much more space for things to arrive are you gonna take part (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're gonna we're gonna play it out now and and Sophie's going to take us through a body meditation, was that right? Yeah, this is like a, a little movement exercise just to give you a taste of yeah. uh, what I'm doing and what you can do. Yes, all right, let's do it. In, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 in your own yeah. space. Okay, you start. Um, Let me make sure we can all hear it on the pod. And then I may join. All right. So you want to find just a little bit of space that you can get comfy in. You can be standing, sitting, or lying. Okay. Um, but just... taking some deep breaths to arrive and land in your body with each exhalation letting your body become heavier letting your weight sink down through your feet if you're standing or if you're sitting through your legs, if you're lying, through your back body. Ah, And using your exhalation to just soften into the body to arrive, taking note of the earth, the ground, coming up to meet your body, supporting you, the air, the space around your body. Just feeling into whatever is present for you right now, physically, emotionally, mentally, what sensations are there? 
and just allowing that to be giving yourself full permission to be exactly as you are and then tuning into a particular body part can be any body part so turning off turning down the volume on the thinking mind and turning up the volume on the body on the feeling body and just allowing one body part to speak to you let it call you let it sing to you and just tune into how that place feels what are you feeling what is present on the level of feeling felt experience sensation and maybe associations are going to come up too let them images or memories stories words and then we're just going to gradually begin to bring some expression into that body part so for me, and it's going to be different for everyone, I'm working with my left ribs. And just easing that, whichever space in your body that's called to you, easing that into movement. Letting the body show you how it wants to speak to you through movement. What it wants to express to you through movement and following listening to the subtlety of what's happening on the inside there for you and bringing it into expression can be really subtle as well or it might want to be big However you feel, just trust that and trust what your body wants to do. And you might want to use your breath or sound to help guide that, to help support that. As you bring this body area, this body space into felt awareness and into expression as you follow that your breath with sound any sound that you want to make just giving yourself permission to go into and to bring out whatever is there and you don't have to know what it is if it's an emotion, you don't have to be able to name it. It can be foggy. Or maybe you have an idea what it is and that's also okay. But really just trusting in whatever is there. As you bring yourself into expression. And as you also begin to invite the rest of your body into dialogue with this body part. And with the felt experience of whatever is happening to you. So gradually 
kind of expanding your your circle your radius of awareness to include the rest of the body ah, more sound more breath until your whole body becomes an expression of whatever you are met with of whatever is present for you in your felt experience and maybe it's something uncomfortable or maybe it's something pleasurable the invitation is to go into it and to allow it to begin to move you going into the discomfort or going into the pleasure and just asking with the body how does this want to move how does this want to speak through me and maybe it will shift or change maybe it will stay the same staying open curious as you meet each moment fresh different because they all are fresh different and so are you every moment so giving yourself the permission to move to shift to change as you enter into yourself and you bring that into the outside into relation with the space around you if your eyes are closed open them as you bring yourself into relationship with the earth beneath you with the air around you with the nature that sustains us whether it's concrete or green just witnessing yourself as you give yourself the space to move how you want to move witnessing yourself as you explore with as, as little judgment as possible what it is to bring you as you are what it is to bring you in your feeling body into connection with the world around you what does it feel like to meet the world around you as you are in your feeling in your sensation might be uncomfortable there might be resistance include them in your dance include them in your movement allow them they are all a part of you there might be a sense of being lost or being stuck in Asha there might be a real trust allow them all into your movement <sighs> as you give yourself permission to drop into exactly how your body wants to move as you drop into yourself all your different selves that you might meet on this body journey and you might want to do this for a bit longer 
you might not. And so to bring an ending to this movement cycle, just staying with what you're with for now, but bringing that movement into some kind of gesture, still gesture or repetition that kind of embodies the essence of where you're landing in yourself. Don't think about it too much, just let the body show you. <sighs> and centering back into your own experience, closing your eyes and inviting a word to appear from that body part, from the one you were initially working with, that tells you something about how you are, about life, about anything right now. Just giving that some silent space for that to arise as you keep on moving or as you're in stillness. Just let the word come from the body up, from the earth up. And the first word that comes, that's the word. Or maybe it isn't. If it doesn't feel like it's landed in your body, then maybe wait a little longer but usually the first one. And once you've got that, once you've caught that word in your body-mind awareness, you can just speak that word back to yourself three times. Out loud or inside your head. My word was dedication, so I'm going to speak that back to myself. Dedication. 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 So my ribs have got something to tell me about dedication. And from there, the invitation could be to pause the podcast and to use that word or to use anything that came up for you, any points of discomfort or freedom uh, as a starting point for some free writing and if you don't know what free writing is it's like stream of consciousness writing so you're just writing as we were moving letting the pen move you almost so you can continue the dance onto the page um, without editing and without judging and just see what happens see where that takes you uh, maybe something interesting comes up and um, maybe it doesn't you can let us know um, yeah and if you do go into that just before you do the invitation would be to close that movement by touching your body putting your hands on your body perhaps on your heart and your belly or perhaps uh, on the body part that you were working with. Just feel into what feels right for you. And from there, just receiving your own touch. Feeling into how it feels to receive that. Breathing that in. And sending appreciation towards yourself. And to anything or everything that supports you.
one love. I don't know. I feel like do we? I feel like we should round of applause, but then that's going to ruin the mood. It's going to ruin the mood. Um, that was amazing. It it was. It was so funny because before you said, "Put your hand on your heart and your belly," like just to finish. Yeah. I was already doing that, and I was like, "Oh, that just that it does actually feel like where you need to go afterwards." Yeah. Feels like you need to just be like ground after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like, especially after that, I'm in a place where. I don't want to rant on what Jack <laughs> when he's doing his finish with drums. Stupid shit that people say. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so fair as we do with, uh, as we did with maybe we did. It, oh no, we we did we didn't do it with aesthetic laundry. We did it with somebody else. We skipped straight to. E. Oh my God. Who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? Okay, so this is our recommendations section. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we had a vault. It was first a vendetta to get back against the music reviewer in Liverpool, but our drummer. <laughs> um, was not a fan of George uh, Coleman, but um, it has slowly morphed into just recommendations in any area of creativity, or um, in this case, it could be you know lifestyle, and I suppose not just not just creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would normally say, "What have you been listening to?" But that's going to be completely incorrect. What have I been? Moving what would you? To? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> or what would you recommend? I, yeah, actually, I was when you told me we were going to do this, I was like, shit, fuck. But yeah, now I'm thinking of so many. Yeah. So, um, the five rhythms class that I've been going to, which is actually now we're moving homes. It's usually every Thursday in Vauxhall. It's called Sweaty Thursdays, and it's <laughs> um, run by a collective called Dancing Dow. Okay. Um, I would recommend that, but we've got the last Thursday session this Thursday. Oh, okay. um, this bang on when the podcast is out. Um, <laughs> but there we're, we are arriving in our new home in the new year. So I would highly recommend any of the Dancing Dow work. It's been life-changing, not, not only in terms of adding to or giving me the space to develop my embodied sense practice of blah, life yeah, yeah. um but also the community that is involved in this work is just like amazing mm-hmm. and it's like really shown me how isolated like we are and how kind of like how the sense of separation that we have from other people is like so present in the rest of life. And so yeah. it's been a painful but beautiful process to open up to mm. a community there. Okay, so where, where are you moving to, sorry? Uh, the the classes, I don't think it's been announced yet. I okay. think it's... Um, so could we follow, where can we follow to, you, to, so we can find out? You would go to type in Dancing Dow, Dancing T-A-O on google and you'll find their website and they've got like uh, something called ecstasy radio as well which is like uh, mixes of five rhythms waves and oh, cool. they're they're really good to practice with at home um so, i would recommend on the back of that gabrielle roth's music gabrielle roth and the mirrors that's I her band gabrielle roth why yeah, do i know gabrielle roth that's i feel like i know that name i don't know why because i mentioned her earlier. ah okay uh create tricks of five rhythms and also her her writing her books uh sweat your prayers i really enjoyed yeah um but maybe i would go to a class before you read a book is what i would say mm-hmm. she's okay. also on youtube if you want to check her out in kind of uh 
liveness. Um, yeah, she's pretty amazing to watch and listen to. Mm-hmm. Other things. Talk to me about the Spotify radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about the psychedelic group. Is it the, psych- the psychedelic society? That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you're living in London or not, they run stuff in other places, and they also do uh, retreats uh, in Holland. Um, cool. I mean, and the retreats will be with psychedelic, but the stuff that they run in London is like really diverse. It's just not just but like you can check out their website they've got like a whole list of different kind of like alternative events workshops practices that people are offering um cool yeah sounds great yeah i've got a really cool nice co-working space as well oh really if you're looking for somewhere in london to work in that has like a community feel to it yeah nice um that's all on the website yeah you'll find that there awesome if you're interested in more in like potent teachings about blood and menstruation, there's a Facebook group called blood love, mm-hmm. which um, I've been a part of and it's, they've got some really cool, interesting, deep stuff about embodied kind of like blood love I'm gonna practice check out. up there. Awesome. There's a, I follow a page on the recommendation section, follow a page called bloody good period and they they're a lot about educating and i think they've also set up a charity to provide um sanitary products for like poorer communities they're really great and yeah they give you lots of like really good information kind of sort of what we were talking about today but obviously with a lot more depth yeah mm. bloody good on period. That note, bloody good period Is that on instagram yes yeah anything else you want to recommend yes Oh, no. I want to recommend an artist that oh, I came okay. across yesterday. Go on. Um, I was excited when you found new music because it very rarely happens. Called Lucinda Chow. C-H-U-A. Chow. Chow. C-H-U-A. Yeah. Chow. And I think Chow. it's hair and a cello. Chow. But she was Chow. playing. There was a song called Somebody Who, which was the first song that was playing in my yoga practice last night. And it took me on a really nice journey. Um but she's also when I actually went to go and listen to the rest of the EP she's got some like really interesting stuff going on if you're somebody who like really tunes into lyrics before anything else Mm. then um, maybe are there lyrics there are but they're not great um so (laughs) but if you're somebody who like tunes into melodies and textures most like yeah, straight away okay. then yeah, yeah, highly yeah. recommend it it's okay. kind of like a double-edged sword like I, I, I thought it was amazing when i started listening to it and then when i started listening to the lyrics it ruined it uh, a little yeah, for me i have that with a lot of metal stuff as um well. so yeah really really recommend it she I'm doesn't gonna text t and george they're gonna be flabbergasted super interesting things new. yeah well i guess i mean i didn't just stumble across her she was given to me in a yoga right, practice okay. um i got a couple of recommendations um one is you recommended the Max Richer song to the stars from the Ad Astra. Last week I did, last yeah. week. The full soundtrack is out. Okay. And it was probably the best thing about the film. Okay. So I'd highly recommend that. I am increasingly thinking Max Reacher is gonna go down in history as like a is Beethoven it? and a Mozart and yeah. a, it's just unbelievable. Um and Shell's gonna groan, but Frank Ocean has a new song out <sighs> called DHL, which is meh. fucking great. It's well good. I bet you it's meh. It's not. I was I was un, un, quite unpopularly not a fan of Blonde, the last album. Mm. I thought it was very boring. But 
sorry to everyone ever because everyone seems to love that album. <laughs> but DHL is great. It's fucking well good. It's, it's just what he should be line. doing. Uh, TFL. DLR. DFL. DLR. DHL. What's DHL? That's the parcel <sighs> delivery. The postal service, yeah. that's it. There you go. He's done a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Um, and that's it for me on the recommendation section. Yeah. I, I think feel like I had one more. Go for it. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come. There are loads of things I could say. Ah, there's a really great podcast about embodiment, which is called The Embodied Way, which Ooh. is super dope. Yeah. I the love a good podcast recommendation. The Embodied Way. We don't recommend podcasts on this enough. We like never do. Um, I feel like we, should, we could cut it there unless you guys want to continue with an after dark thing. I'm going to go meet Ben Gladwin off this parish for yeah. apparently a gin and tonic. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know, it was super random. Nice. No, I'm good, I'm good. Um, Thank you very be, much. I think Ben's a few weeks behind listening on the podcast as well, so he'll hear this and be like... <laughs> he, he'll enjoy this one a lot, I can tell. Yes. Um, thank you very much for coming to chat to us. Yes. Thank, thank you, you. for having fun. me. Very new. Thank you. Yeah, it was really uh, like great for me also to be able to describe what I do because I think it helps me to understand it more. Right, totally. okay, yeah. 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 I think there's so many different avenues that we could have gone down that we, to be fair, yeah, we should go down another time definitely like i could have talked we could have got into all sorts, all sorts of yeah, places yeah, right yeah, now yeah. <laughs> i also would just like to say that if you would like to connect more with what i do then you can find me yeah. on facebook sophie marsh uh, maybe they're gonna put a link up to my we facebook or in the show notes. instagram yeah. so philosophia um, and you can find out where and when I am facilitating Excellent. stuff yeah. yeah and we'll link you to everything to do with the show it'll all be in the show notes so head there to check that out mm-hmm. um, you going to say yeah thanks Go for listening then. thanks for joining us Sophie bye thank and you thanks for doing that 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 body poetry that was amazing <laughs> I can't wait for people to do that yeah. send us um, feedback Michelle nice one yep thanks and remember too much sauce ruins fries